What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 212, where this week we're talking about The Little Things, released theatrically and on HBO Max, and Palmer, an Apple TV Plus original film. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. And it's me, Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. How are you guys this week? How What's going on? Chris, you were not here last week. Uh, not- you, were, you are back. Did you want to fill in on your last two weeks? What you, what you been up to? Uh, not much. Uh, visiting family, things like that. So, but I'm ready to talk about these two movies and some trailers. So let's get, let's get right. together. Roger, what about you, my friend? It's cold here. <laughs> yeah. It was like 65 and sunny here over the weekend. It was kind of nice. Yeah. It was nine degrees yesterday. Nine. Are you serious? Nine, like zero, zero, nine. Yeah. Wow. That's what nine is. Hey, uh, because, because one I don't, above eight, one below ten. Because I don't actually care about you at all, Grayson, but I do forget things. Can you tell me where where are you at again? Oh my god. I'm I'm in Rochester, New York. Rochester, New no, you're York. Not. I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I've been for the past, you know, since October. How did you choose Rochester? <laughs> I don't know. Rochester? You don't want I, to go there. No, I wasn't I've never been I was in Buffalo for a while, but not Rochester. Like that, only not as Buffalo. I was just curious. I forgot where you were at. So. Buffalo. My God. You guys, it, why do you guys push my buttons? Like, why do you guys want to do that? I don't understand. I, it. I was interested in, in what's happened on your end. I'll, mm-hmm. Excuse me. I'll stop giving. I'll stop caring he at all. the domineering force. <laughs> I am the domineering force. I gave you a shred of rope and you just hung yourself. Oh, my it. goodness. Fine. Fine. Hater. Whatever. Hater indeed. It's going well. We keep My show keeps inching along. I don't know what's going on with that, but. They're having a lot of problems on set with, you know, pandemic stuff. I don't think they're being truthful with how many people we actually have sick, but that's a thing. Um, so I just, I just go in every week to the office and I stay in my little bubble. No one's allowed to come in. I just kind of stay there and do, do, do my work. But it is what it is. I just and pictured you rolling into the office like Bubble Boy. I mean, we're, we're basically behind this big... Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're basically behind this big shower curtain and like food is like brought to us and like put on the floor. So we have to go pick, pick it up. Like that's no one comes in. What's that? You have servants? We office PAs that yes, well, servants. No, right. it's not. They're not servants. I just it's just they just go get stuff for us. We don't have to leave the room very often. Um, ex- except the pee, that's kind of problematic, but it is what it is. And I drink a lot of coffee and water, so I have to pee a lot. But mm. I'm, I'm well protected. Anyway, what else is going on? Anything else, guys? No, not really. Mm. I took your advice, Roger, and I watched. Ted Lasso this week. Yeah. I got to say, it's I had the intention of watching one episode, and five hours, six hours had gone by, and I just watched the entire first season. It's phenomenal. It is so good. Uh, it, what did you say before we started? That you hate it when I'm right about things? <laughs> I, will go on, I will go on record. I will go on record and say I hate it when Roger's right only because he makes these stupid claims about things, and he just nine out of ten times he's right. So and I, claims, and I just Actual didn't. Claims. I didn't want Ted Lasso to be because, like, I I have so much other things to watch. I just didn't. But Ted Lasso is super good. Um, Jason Sudeikis, he's perfect in that role of Ted Lasso. It is. It's a show about the the English Premier League, and he it, he's brought over. He's only ever coached high school football, college football. Oh, sorry, college football, and he's brought over to coach the Premier League. Which, in a way, I can see how people might think it's a joke and stop watching. But there's there's a reason behind every there's a reason behind everything that they do on that show, and even though it comes out and at the end of the episode or an episode later, it's like every time you get the reason behind 
why would they do that in the show? It's like, you're like, oh my God, that's actually kind of brilliant why they wrote it that way. And Roger, I think you can join me in saying, and giving the Ted, Ted Lasso the, you know, the two minutes of spotlight here is it is as funny as it is emotional. And it's it just, there are some episodes, there are some episodes that have this incredible emotion to them. That's like, you just feel for Ted Lasso and, and, and the, the characters and his, his players going through the things they're going through. Yeah, it's legitimately some of the best TV you'll ever watch. Damn, I just, oh man, I gotta, if you're looking for something to watch and you have access to Apple's original programming, you should definitely check out Ted Lasso. There's 10 episodes. Each episode is somewhere between 30 and 34 minutes. But I mean, even if you just have a little bit of time to kill each day, it is well worth the watch. It is some of the best programming you're going to watch in the past five years, probably for the next five years too. It is phenomenal. It's amazing. I was addicted. So I'm giving, we're going to give Ted, Ted Lasso more attention right before the second season comes out. And when Chris finally watches it too, I want to see what you, I want to know what you, what you think about it too, Chris. You will enjoy it. I'll I give it a shot. It. You guys don't watch the shows I suggest, but it's fine. I'll watch your guys. That's not true. You guys, have either of you watched um, Chernobyl yet? Yeah. I, I, I have not, but only because oh, Ch- right. Chernobyl's on my list. I got to say. I've been on for a long time. You're lying to me? No. Oh, all right. I mean, it. You didn't listen. You're not the only person that thinks Chernobyl's really good. Yeah, but last time I, I suggested mean, you guys hadn't watched it, and I said it was that really was good. That was like eight months ago. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> things happened in eight months. All right, all right. I mean, most of it you were gone for a long time. I got you. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of other things to do for a while. Yeah, I get you. you. Know, TV, yeah. like that's it. I still think that's 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 the best TV I've seen. Um, you know, you're not the first person to recommend that. On to about a year since Tiger King. Isn't that crazy? Oh, oh, yeah, we are. There was yep. right at the yep. beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. That's so crazy. Oh, my God. You know what? There's, 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 actually a, there's actually a – I saw a picture. There's a picture on set where uh, Sean William Scott actually – he put on his, like, hillbilly best and tried to look like like um, like Joe Exotic, and he does a pretty good job <laughs> looking like Joe Exotic. So I don't know if they've cast it yet, but Sean William Scott looks pretty dead on for Joe Exotic and his Is mullet. It it's a, yeah, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, but, I mean, it's – I, I saw this, the, the, the picture just quickly rotating. <laughs> Nick Cage is somehow perfect for that role because he's just also kind of trashy in his own right. But I'm sure it'll be awesome. Chris, did you watch the trailer um, just out of curiosity? Oh, the new one, like the Willy's Wonderland. Oh, yeah, Willy's Wonderland where it's like Five Nights at Freddy's, but it's it's Nick Cage. Like Nick Cage and like a um, – No. It's Nick Cage and like a demented Chuck E. Cheese is beating up the animatronic things. Yeah, you should check it. Okay, out. yeah, I'm gonna like watch it. that. Yeah. It's right up your alley. <laughs> but one of the, one of the best lines is, "He's not stuck in there with them; they're stuck in there with him." <laughs> <laughs> and and they're they're very obviously ripped off of Five Nights at Freddy's. The the, the okay, same. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. You like it though, if you're because you're a gamer. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things that like I'm looking forward to because it's just going to be kind yeah, of ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of kind of be ridiculous fun. But uh, okay, we got off on a little diatribe there, but this is. Episode 212 of For the Love of Cinema, podcasts about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every week, each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which is then distributed to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, curtain upcoming releases, what streaming, we get into a little bit of news, some trailers, and then movies of the week. So without further ado, let's check out the box office. Now, I'm very happy about this because... Um, Wonder Woman is very close to being overtaken by the by the crews, and I, I think Wonder Woman is as atrocious as the movies we've seen in a long time, so it deserves nothing. But the little things wow. making—I I know, I know—it's second weekend making two point one million, which brings its worldwide 
total to 12.4 million. Not super good, but given the state of the world, that's okay. Crudes, a new age bringing. Now keep in mind, this is the crew. What this is like the tenth week for for, for, for the crudes. Probably made, more than that now, isn't it? Yeah, maybe tenth or eleventh made um, 1.8 million, just below the, the little things, bringing its worldwide total to one to 149 million. I just wonder who's going to the movies. Like, you know what? Let's watch some cruise. <laughs> well, there are. I, I went to. I went to go watch uh, the little things in the local AMC, and there they actually have a pretty decently full parking lot now. I think people are just getting sick. I think people are just like, okay, we've had enough. We're gonna go watch movies and stuff now. But and also, a lot of the restaurants around here, I don't think, are doing half seating anymore. <laughs> but I think. I mean, so I think people are just sick of it. But that's maybe that's just here. But well, the I marks. Went a, I went out to a local Pittsburgh one of the one of the Pittsburgh malls yesterday. And, uh, no, everybody was wearing masks, which was nice. Yeah. However, it was very busy. Huh. I mean, very busy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think people, I mean, people still wear masks, but as far as, like, people concerned about, you know, crowding, I don't think people care much anymore. I, I, I think it's like, okay, we're, rich, we're at the year mark. We're done with this. We're done with this. We have a vaccine out now. We'll get it sooner or later. I think that's why that's how people think. But I, I was happy to see that the local AMC had, I mean, pr- probably you know, forty to fifty cars in the, in the parking lot. And I asked the, lo- the the cashier, and she goes, "No, we've actually been pretty busy all, all weekend. We've been decent. It's probably the best weekend in since uh, March, since we shut down, actually." So good. Yeah, I'm happy that things are going well for them. Uh, the Marksman, number three, one million, bringing in a worldwide total of eleven point six. Boo. That's about where it deserves. The movie's also bad. Yep. Yeah, really. But I mean, it's fun, I guess. Wonder Woman 1984, not even a million, 905K, bringing its worldwide total to 153. Now, please realize that that's only 4 million above the Crudes, and the Crudes is outpacing it. So, in a matter, in two or three weeks, the Crudes could very much pass it, and I hope it does. Mm. Monster Hunter, still in the top five. But I mean, to be fair, there's nothing else <laughs> that's like of, of, of 10 entries that if you're number 10 it's a big deal but there's only 10 entries monster hunter bringing in 585 $585,000 worldwide to 21.9 million so that's not terrible i guess uh there's no major shake up there I, I, I didn't expect much of a shake up there did you i mean did you guys honestly expect anything to change no nothing came out yeah i, I mean yeah it's not one of one, one of the things that matters a whole lot these next days. week though we get what two movies next week in the theater? We do indeed. Right? I think so. Yeah. All right. Lo- looking at some releases, nothing has changed. We're in, we're at the um, February twelfth is our next Friday, which brings to theaters Land and Minari, and um, HBO Max is Judas and the Black Messiah and theatrically, and Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, which was theatrically. Now it's VOD. Good, that's where it belongs. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling squirrely this week. I just I'm I'm feeling kind of I don't I don't know. We're gonna fight. <laughs> February nineteenth, the Mauritanian is in theaters, and also Nomadland is on is in theaters and Hulu Plus day and date. So that's gonna be up for some nominations for some at least the Golden Globes this year. So check that one out. And then February twenty sixth, Tom and Jerry, United States versus Billy Holiday. Beginning of March, SpongeBob. March really hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, and then getting into did April, did it come out like nine months ago? I think I think it did, but now I guess it's getting another release. I guess I, I don't know. Good, thank God for that. Um, I saw one thing on here, Roger, wanted to bring to your attention only because like it just it it just appeared. Oh, oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is March eighteenth on HBO Max. Oh, um, I heard it got rated R. Did it really? really? Mm-hmm. 
Why? Huh. I, I wonder why they didn't put that in theaters too. Like, why would you not at least? Why would you not? I already had one disastrous movie run. <laughs> but like, I mean, could you haven't? I mean, is can't be worse than Wonder Woman. Yes, I mean, be. yes, oh. I mean, I don't I, think it could I be much worse. Original movie? It's way worse than Wonder Woman. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, I'm with Chris. I, I don't know how. I mean, if if it is worse, it's not by much. So, I mean, those movies are pretty atrociously bad. I understood what was happening in Wonder Woman. That's okay. Fair it's, enough. Yeah, and I, there was like a magic genie. Think about it. <laughs> I mean that's fair. What you what, what you just what you just said is while ridiculous is also a very fair thing to say because that, that actually happened. Yeah. All right, what's streaming this week? We're taking a look at Disney Plus. <laughs> taking a look at Disney Plus. Uh, the first one, Hidden Figures. That if you haven't seen it yet, that is an Oscar winner directed by Theodore Melfi. Which one? Hidden Figures. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, wonderful movie. Taraji P Henson, Octavia Spencer, uh, Janelle. Monet, Kevin Costner, Kirsten Dunst, Jim Parsons, Mahershala Ali, Mahershala Ali, and Aldous Hodge. That's a great cast. Uh, female African-American mathematicians in the early years of NASA came out in 2016. Check that out. Uh, you know, when I was little, when I used to hear the word mathematician. Mathematician, right, right. Mathematician. Mathematician. I mean that with all seriousness. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when – do you remember when – do you remember when your teachers would be like, are you always going to have a calculator with you? Um, yep. Yes, we are. Thank you. Cell phone. Turns out it's just calculator, <laughs> turns, out it's, turn, turns out the phone is, is most things but a phone the these days. Ever. Yeah. All right. Big, directed by Penny Marshall, Tom Hanks, Elizabeth Perkins, John Hurd, Robert Logia, and John Lovitz. Of, obviously of Tom Hanks' classic fame. A boy makes a wish to a, a game machine only to wake up the next day to find himself trapped in an adult body. That's classic. If you've not seen 1988 Big, you should definitely check that out. It's free on Amazon or sorry on Disney Plus. And then the last one, Tron Legacy, which by directed by Joseph Kosinski, Jeff Bridges, Garrett Hedlund, Olivia Wilde, uh, Michael Sheen. It's a sequel to it's a sequel and revisit to the world of Tron. Sam Flynn enters the world of Tron looking for his father who never came home. It came out in 2010. Uh, that has, I think, a pretty powerful score. And the last shot, I think, is one of the ballsiest and riskiest shots I've seen in recent years. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, I think you'd agree. It's just, it's just a very long-held shot. I know it gets its point across, and I think it's beautiful. But a lot of people thought it was a, little bit, a bit too much. But it's important because Disney just said they're making another one. Really? Yeah. I was Disney- why they didn't make a second one to that. You guys well, it didn't make any money. The Tron movie, so... I, I actually really, I actually kind of really dug that that Tron movie. It didn't do very well financially, only we because old job. We used to use it as the uh, the surround sound demo. Yeah, okay. that's what it's built for. All right, you want to you want to shake the windows? Tron will do it. Huh. All right. Yeah, that. I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed that movie, but a lot of people didn't, and for whatever reason, it didn't really do much. But I kind of like that world of Tron. I, I like where they went with the with the with the sequel. It was one of the sequels that I thought was a better was where the sequel should have gone. Like most sequels today, they just completely disregard any any of the movie f- footing made in the in the one they're trying to make a sequel to, and they just go off on their own, like fucking Jurassic Park, whatever that was. I'm very angry today. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop being so so angry. Let's talk about some trailers. Maybe maybe I won't be so angry about these trailers. Let's talk about Pixie first. <laughs> what are you doing? You okay, buddy? <laughs> I just I just I'm. I'm, I'm I'm kind of angry at some movies today. But anyway, let's talk about Pixie. Now, I know, Roger, you love this because it, it has an angry priest that uses guns. How, and he's, um, 
you know, how can you not like that? It's not often, Grayson, that I tell you that you're right, but this time you are because Roger was kind of on the fence a little bit. He oohed and odd, but then as soon as Alec Baldwin comes out with with firearms and starts talking shit, he was it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, you're not wrong. It did. It did turn it. <laughs> First, I'm like, this is trash, and then I'm like, ooh, tiny garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 tiny garbage. Um, it, it has it has Baldwin and of all people, Cole Meany. We're like, where's he been? But like, he's kind of perfect for that kind of gangster role, which is, you know what I mean? He's just kind of perfect yeah, for that. I hope. Listen, I hope it's not terrible because I have a feeling that this might be either absolutely hysterical or dumpster fire. Yeah. Yep. Like there is there is going to be a fine line. <laughs> But listen, I like British things. Uh, they're really mean to each other, and I can respect that. <laughs> I can respect that. I'm looking I'm for at, at least an okay thing here. Nasty person. <laughs> um, I, I'm looking for just something to be entertained by, and I, I think this was going to do it. I, I really hope it doesn't anyway, because I, I like these kind of movies, you know, the lock, stock, smoking barrel, snatch. Um, what do we have the, the the beginning of last year, Roger, that we liked? Yep. Um the gentleman, yeah. I actually just watched that again a couple of nights ago because it's on rotation on one of the premium channels. Hmm. But th- that's actually a decent, like that's actually a decent movie. Like yeah, I like Snatch. Snatch is one of my one of my favorite movies. So Sparky, <laughs> he just pops up out of the grave, basically, yep. and uppercuts that dude. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the trailer for Pixie, if you like that kind of British stuff, you, I think, really, really dig Pixie. I'm looking forward to that. Um, now let's check, like, pivot a little bit to I Care A Lot, a movie coming out. It's a Netflix original coming out February 19th. So it's coming out on the horizon, directed by Jay Blakeson. It is Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage. Um, what do you guys think about this one? I actually kind of, as, I kind of was rooting for her, even though immediately I wanted to hate her because of what she's doing. The first 30 seconds of this trailer, I hated it. And then I realized she's robbing these people, and I'm here for it. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm in for this one. I like the style of movie, and I think it's going to – hopefully it's – it's it seems like it from the trailer, but hopefully it's written smart, and it's a smart movie, and I'll, I'll enjoy it a lot if that, that's the case. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're not wrong about that. It just looks like one of those movies that it's going to be – you're, you're going to kind of hate – the hate Rosamund Pike's character, Maria Grayson, if I may say, but you're you're actually going to kind of root for her because it's it's going to be written in the way that you're like. What's uh? We just watched it. Um, promising young young woman. We're like, you kind of root for what she's doing, even though she's kind of being sneaky and devious about it. You know, not 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 really hero type behavior, but you kind of root for her. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I kind of dig that. Cheer for the bad guy. It's Breaking Bad syndrome. Yeah, I mean that's look. Breaking Bad is in a whole league of its own, but um, and I'm my buddy's actually out there. He's um, local producer from Pittsburgh. Went out there. He's working on the last season of Better Call Saul. He's been sending me pictures from set, and I, I, I mean it's going to be a crazy season. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be crazy season. Right. What, so, do you guys have any other closing statements from I Care a Lot? Nah, I mean I'm glad it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in for it. I'm, I'm more inclined to watch something like that because it's on Netflix. So. Yeah, I, I I think so, and that's just one something that I think it's it's kind of well suited for that kind of thing. And Peter Dinklage has a pretty boss beard too. If you're not seeing, yeah, yes, he does. does. The the trailer also reminded me a little bit of uh, Thank You for Smoking too. I had kind of that vibe from it. You know, I got that vibe as well. I, I I'm glad you did. I, I I got that vibe as well. I'm glad you did too. That's one of those. I don't know why some things just randomly pop in my head, but that was one of them. All right, check those trailers out if you haven't seen them. Uh, there's 
Netflix is really doing good things these days, and or or they're just taking it, or they were always doing the same, but we just started noticing them in the past year or two because we have to. So maybe maybe there's well, that. It's weird though because I see more trailers for Netflix things than I ever remember seeing. A lot of times with Netflix stuff, it would just pop up mm-hmm. at like the end of something, or you know what I mean. Or like, hey, because you like this, here's a trailer for this. Now it's a lot. Uh, it seems to be a lot uh, more. Like here, look, this is coming out. Cool. You know what Netflix should put on on front and center of their service for your phone and for if you log into it on your TV is just click on this and watch our on, on just watch all the trailers for everything we got coming out for the next you know four months if you want to. Yeah, that'd be fun. I th- I think they're missing out on an opportunity like that because I mean we don't watch movie we don't watch trailers for films anymore. I mean, I watch a trailer watch once Netflix, if if I watch it I start at putting all. Putting actual trailers on actual movies. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Amazon does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they're missing they're missing opportunities. But I mean, can you since you've been alive, Robert? Can you remember a time? I mean, and probably not after this whole thing goes away. Is this is the only time we're we're ever gonna watch movies kind of going going into it cold without seeing the trailer twelve times? Yeah, but I mean that's probably not a bad thing because it wasn't up until a few years ago where like you used to get two or three trailers max and that was it. Now you get like nineteen. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they, they just recut the same footage. Different cuts of the same four minutes. Like, I don't need that. Yeah. Give me two or three good trailers and I'm here. All right. Yeah. And then between the TV commercials, they'll put out two different 30 second spots. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, 91 minute movie I'm watching here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You see, you see the same two and a half minutes over and over again, too. All right. Check those, check those out. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about some movies, which I was, I kind of want to preface this a little bit. Um, actually, before I talk some movies, let's talk about WandaVision. Okay. WandaVision is kind of a big deal. It is, it's on, it's on Disney, Disney plus. Um, it is, if you kind of went into it cold, you might be kind of a, you might be upset a little bit. The first and second episode are kind of, now Roger, you stated it best. Why don't you say what it is again? But before we do that, WandaVision, it's a, it's on Disney, Disney plus. It is, is about Vision and uh, what is her name? Red Scarlet or Scarlet Witch? Scarlet. Okay, yeah, well, Wanda Maximoff, and it's kind of it goes into it. Just there's no explanation. It just the first episode starts kind of like a, a 50 sitcom where you're watching it. You know, there's there's laugh tracks. There's you know, it's like Leave It to Beaver or yeah, like Leave It to Beaver, black and white. Everything is super wholesome. There's no nudity. There's no cursing. There's no profanity. There's no like behind your back thing it's all like it's all like it was and then every episode makes it newer and newer and newer as far as up in the decade which i thought was kind of a nice touch i think that's interesting and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that it's got to be thematically relevant but i mean they're already five episodes in they're already to the eight to to the late 80s so i mean they must have a time frame which they're going to stop and fill in gaps for now this is interesting because now, you don't really start getting into what's going. You get tiny tidbits in the first and second episode of you hear someone on a someone on on a radio is talking to Wanda or she's they're, they're talking to her and it's just you get kind of like things you're trying to fill in. However, but remember so in the remember where we are in the MCU. Vision is dead. His stone was ripped out by Thanos. Sorry, spoilers from years ago. Um, <laughs> stone was ripped out and Vision died. She was pissed off. She went toe to toe with Thanos and 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 the uh, End game was it? Yeah, end, end game. Yeah. <clears throat> and she was, you know, instrumental in stopping Thanos and ending his threat, and you know, getting back from the what do you call it? The, the 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 blitz or the snap, whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. 
So it's interesting because he is dead and she is not. Now you have going know that going in. I was kind of excited for WandaVision only because see, Roger, this is what we always talk about is things shows most shows tend to go on way too long. They tend to outstay their original premise and it just 10th or 11th season of things is kind of a lot. Now, what Marvel has going on is they have these interesting little shows that let's just say WandaVision goes for one season, one season of 10 episodes before we get back into the new Marvel stuff. Is that kind of something that you could see happening? Yeah, that's exactly what I see happening, actually. I see the I see we get a one-off for this show. WandaVision is going to be a gap between um, for what's happening to Vision and Wanda up until we see Wanda again in the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what this is. To keep the character mostly relevant. Maybe, listen... Uh, they don't really have a hard release date for Doctor Strange 2 yet, so you might actually get a second season of this, maybe. But this is exactly what this is for. And it's going to be to bring Vision back to life. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And then, like, so this is interesting. And we don't get into this kind of stuff too often on the show. And maybe we haven't in a long time just because of how long we've been removed from Marvel Since stuff. Spider-Man. Well, yeah. But um, Dis- Disney, the machine that is Disney and Marvel at this point, they have a really good chance to do something kind of cool here. And with all these little shows to bridge bridge all these all these gaps in story and timeline and stuff, and they can just make some super entertaining quality movies by bridging these informational gaps and having these these like micro stories told. And then as long as they do it right when the movies come out and they don't try to quickly rehash or retell like small details and just rely on their fans watching the content that's out already on the you know in the episodic forms and going to these movies. Imagine how much quality, non build, not like garbage build up movie time we'll have. Yes, from Marvel movies. That, start, that's start everything. Go. Yeah, well, but so is, for the first time ever in basically TV history, we have television production that is as quality as movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Disney is not afraid to make their Marvel stuff. This is all canon. Yeah, none of this stuff will be undone. Like, this is part of their master plan. Mm-hmm. And no one's really ever pulled that, or excuse me, I can't say I haven't pulled that off before. No one's ever tried that before. And listen, they're doing a really good job. So far. There, there's real money in this stuff. Yep. Well, see, I don't think WandaVision, you use the word quality, Chris. And I, while, while I agree, Marvel just throws money at everything and because they have the money to throw. And they can, incredible production value. But I don't think, the production value is there, and I understand where they're going with it. But I don't, and from I've five episodes in, you're two episodes in. I still don't think this is what I would call quality Marvel See, stuff. I've watched all five episodes, and I will say you are wrong. Well, th- but that's a that's a discussion point now, Chris. Because you're only two episodes in, before Roger and I bring up some some less spoiler points, um, I want to know what do you where are you where's your head at right now? Given where the MCU ended as far as as far as the, the movies defeating Thanos, and then we had a we had a Spider Man movie, and now we get Wandavision. Where's where's your head at right now after watching two episodes? Well, I mean, so I have some some Marvel background in like comics and stuff outside of like the Marvel universe, you know, that has been created by Disney. But that being said, I'm I'm kind of waiting for the, for the other shoe to drop still. So like, it's definitely been a little slow start. Only episodes one and two, and I know that like a lot of things happen in three to kind of push it forward. Three, four, and five ramp. Yeah. So like, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of just waiting for it all to happen. So that's where I, I kind of am. But I know it's going to happen. So I'm just, I'm, I'm happily expecting this to just keep on getting better 
as every episode comes out, which I'm okay with because, you know, a, sl- a slow burn setup is okay with me as long as the payoff's good. That's all well, I need. I'll, I'll even counter the slow burn side of it. These episodes are 25 minutes long. Yeah, true. They're not that slow of a burn. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we're not even an hour in the movie or television watching yet mm-hmm. when you'll get to the, where things really start to change. Okay. So, yeah. That's, that's, why, I'm, that's why I'm saying the, the, the value of this show. Now, if one division I can see going, just from where we're at now, five episodes in, I can see going for. Um, oh, see, b- by the way, I, w- I wanted to bring up another thing too, but give me a second. So I could see WandaVision going for one, maybe two seasons. If they keep this going for more than that, it's just it, whatever good it's done, it's just going to ruin it. See, but you can't say that though, because you have no idea which direction they'll go. I, I can because I don't care about Wanda can ch- change stuff, has unlimited possibilities. She's one of the strongest people they have, she can alter reality. No, no, yeah, I, all- I get that. I get that. And and there's a lot of that going on in episodes three, four, and five, or at least there, there's a reason she's yeah. in the multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Well, but she's <laughs> no, and I totally in her rationale, without spoiling anything, I agree with her rationale as far as me being in love with story and characters. Um, I'm not sure this is this is gonna do now. This is just me, just my prediction. I'm not sure this is gonna do Marvel any favors down the road. I think this is what's gonna help them. I think this is what they're going to have to do with retconning and, oh man, now, you know, a lot of the, I mean, rewriting some things and just like kind of, I think this is going to be a problem for them if they, if they don't, if they don't handle WandaVision correctly, this is going to be a huge problem for them. I just don't think they're going to allow themselves to write things that need retconned. I don't think they want to be Star Wars. No, if if they're putting something into this, it's part of their plan already. They're not putting it in for like, oh, let's be funny or let's have a big cameo. Mm -hmm. Everything that they do, especially through episode five, is very important. Yeah. And like, so another thing that's interesting is, you know, we don't know where, and this is just kind of a far-fetched possible uh, positive to all this, is... We don't know what's happening with the with the X Men side of all of this at this point because there are changes happening there, and there is a lot that can happen in this in this show specifically with X Men because of, of someone's very important. Yeah, I mean with with Scarlet Witch's past and her actual story, if if they can if they have the liberty to and they want to work some stuff in they could really go some interesting ways and they can use this to introduce people and again make it to where when they have actual movies come out and build around those later on they don't have to waste time in their movies chris i'm i'm chris i'm chris i'm very glad you brought that up and roger i don't know if you saw this and i don't want to Anyone who's watched episode five and you didn't see what I saw, and maybe I saw something in episode five that absolutely screams X Men. There are there's, tons of Easter eggs in this. That's what I'm tons. saying. But there's there is something in episode five that is unmistakably X Men, and I'm like, <gasps> oh, that was exciting because I mean, this see, is where seventy billion dollars gets you. It's very now. Let me. Did, I mean, I kind of you. You kind of get the Truman Show vibe from this. The the what's the uh, Tobey Maguire movie where the color means uh, Pleasantville. Pleasantville. They're they're playing with color, in which I, I like. I mean, if, 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna steal from movies, Truman Show and Pleasantville are two excellent movies to steal from. As I say, um, Truman Show is fantastic. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff going on, and I I, I kind of like Roger. I don't want to be any spoiler. I mean, when we get to talk about this when the season's over, we will be more spoiler. But do you like where the episode five ended, as far as like you getting you know the the two sides meet and she gives a ex? Are you okay with the way? 100%, 100%. Yeah, I am. 
I didn't think I was going to be, but I really am now. I again, though, here's the thing with the Marvel side of it. With the current MCU, they haven't given you any reason to not be okay with any decisions they've made. Where they don't screw things up yet. <laughs> they've made their their worst movie in the last couple of years launched one of their biggest characters, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Right? If Captain Marvel was the worst that Marvel can do, it's they're doing fine. <laughs> there's an, an average watchable movie. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it wasn't Iron Man. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't make as much. Um, and and lately in the news is um lately in the news there's been you know Chris Evans is y- y- look. I told you from the minute P- Chris Evans was like I'm I'm done. I'm like no, you're not. It it took him less than a year to to now they're they're he's talking to Marvel again about coming back. Well, I heard what he might be coming back for, and I don't want to be the guy that spreads rumors, but I'll talk to you guys about it after. And I think you'll appreciate it because I really did. If it's if it's even somewhat true, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Well, see, here's the so in the end of episode five. Now, Wanda's in the end of episode five. This is kind of a creation of, of a certain character, and she opens the door, and you see the backside of someone. I'm like, oh my god, is that Cap? Is that old Cap? How awesome would that be if that was old Cap? It's not spoiler, but I, I was kind of disappointed it wasn't, um, and I'm. I love how they brought back in that character from the Thor uh, side of things. Um, Kat Dennings' character, the she's she was the intern that, that in Darcy Thor. Darcy Lewis now. Yeah, yeah, she's Darcy, and she's no longer a stupid intern. Um, but she's great. I'm really kind of glad they brought her back too, and she's she's one of the reasons where. Now, I don't want to love me yeah. some Jimmy Woo. <laughs> I don't want to um, hang on this much longer, but. He, I don't want to hang on him much longer, but wait, he was the, he was, was he Kim Jong-un in that movie, um, Seth Rogen? And when, when they went to the, it was movies called the interview where, where they went to Korea and that, and they, like, he tried to be, befriend them. Isn't that, wasn't that him? That, that is I him. I, think. That. I never watched that movie. Um, so. that movie is stupid fun, but okay. now I wanted to, <clears throat> now Wanda, WandaVision at its best being episodes four and five is so far ahead of anything the, the Mandalorian has done as far as now, I think WandaVision is now the, the, the big cameo in Mandalorian in the end of the second season is young Luke. If you're not, you should, if you've listened to the show, you like stuff. Yeah. But anyone who cares would have already seen it. But here's the thing about that is it is, you know, it, it is, Empire Strikes Back, or no, sorry, it is um, uh, Return of the Jedi, Luke, which is, you know, always the way he should have been reintroduced when he's just savagely destroying those things. How they, I mean, I'm still embarrassed for Ryan Johnson for, for reintroducing Luke the way he did in eight, but that one cameo is the reason I think that WandaVision's cameos of bringing everyone back piecemeal of the characters that they were is already better than anything the Mandalorian has is, has has done. I want to kind of get your take on that, Roger and Chris, because you know Mandalorian's still somewhat fresh. It's kind of a reintroduction back into the Star Wars universe. I want to kind of get get, get your take on that. Why are we comparing the Mandalorian to WandaVision? There's no Be- reason to do that. I'm just asking you what you think about both so far. I mean, I, I think they both have their you know they can make their callouts how they however they feel fit. I mean. The Mandalorian didn't do it for storytelling beats so much as I feel like it was more fan service than anything. And that's okay if that's why they did it. That's my opinion on it. Whereas I feel like anything you're going to see in WandaVision, besides the tiny Easter eggs, 
is set up. It's all for future Marvel products we're going to see. And I don't think everything that came from from the Mandalorian is for setup purposes. A lot, some of it is because it's just things that fans wanted to see happen in some vacuum, and it happened in Mandalorian. You know, they were able to write the, you know write this story out to where things could line up for that. You know, those kind of plays. Whereas whatever we see out of WandaVision and these other uh, Marvel uh, showrunners is going to be to set up their big money makers. But it's they're they're being done on the same. I'm I'm sure they're using this, this very similar you know outlines formulas for both of these shows. This is my point though is they're both now owned by Disney and both you know. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's as accurate. Just well, being owned by Disney does not mean they're running anywhere near the same formula. Because just remember, every episode of The Mandalorian is basically a standalone episode with a big longer arc. Mm-hmm. Wandavision is an arc. Well, no, it's it's it's, it's part of a much bigger story. I, well, I, yeah, I, yeah. Well, and that's a point. Let, let me say this: the money that like. The money that goes into Mandalorian and the money that goes into WandaVision is different. All the money that they spend on WandaVision is in all of these other Marvel products. They're putting money in now to make more money on their Marvel movies. Whereas the things happening in Mandalorian isn't setting up things for the Star Wars movies that are coming out. The things that are happening in the Marvel stuff are setting things up for the Marvel Universe. The no, Mandalorian I, I, stuff I totally understand that. The movies. I totally understand, and I do think they're going to use the Mandalorian to to segue into into more Star Wars films. But that's a whole different Let's story. See. But that's Let's a whole different see. discussion. But well, I think I think they're using the Mandalorian to bring in more Star Wars shows, not necessarily. Yeah, movies. Right, that's, that's 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 a fair prediction, yeah. or that's a fair prediction. I mean, I watched it happen. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and like and, and thinking about it, like there's so much written stuff, you know, in in the Star Wars universe where that makes sense too, where you can just sure. have all these all these shows, but I, don't, I just don't think that makes Disney more money because I think you got a lot of Star Wars fans off the rip because of the Mandalorian. Well, the one thing with Star Wars, and this should probably be one of the last things we say about any of this, yeah, yeah. Um, is Mandalorian is building Star Wars back up, right? Because mm. Star Wars is mostly down. Yeah. It's, right? It's down. At least wavy, yeah. Tre- it was trending down. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian has brought it back up, okay? At least Fair. for the most part, yeah. right? Marvel Universe... It's flying high as it's ever been, baby. They're just, they're, they're just printing money. Yep. Well, see, now, money. Here's what I want to ask you, and this is obviously a prediction because we've never had something like this, but do you think they're going to keep the majority of the of the Marvel content to the to the, to the films, or they're going to have all these spinoffs? Like, do you think they're going to well, oversaturate they made, with those? They made it a point that anything that they're putting in the their, their cinematic universe includes their shows. Like, this is all part of it. No, no, but and this is this is the right move is to make sure that everything is telling that same this part of that yeah. same story. Yeah, they have a they have an overarching story for everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets made if it doesn't fit. I think I think this speaks to the term you spend money to make money so well is is what they're doing with WandaVision and other Marvel products right now. They're spending the money to make more money is what they're doing. I mean, obviously it's it's an investment. It's it's getting people now let's just say you're not a hard, this is the last thing I want to talk about before we move on, but let's just say you're not a hardcore. Let's just say you're, you, you, you love Marvel films and you, you, you own them. You watch them. You, you talk about them with, with you, with your friends, your kids, your dad, whoever you're talking about them with. And then you watch the first episode of WandaVision. Do you stick around for more WandaVision? Well, you can never cash anything out after one. I always was the three episode guy. If you can, if you don't like it after three episodes, you're free to leave. It's fine. But in WandaVision, episode three does exactly what it's supposed to do. It gets you to be like, hey, I need to watch what's in four. Mm-hmm. And then four and five are like, okay, hey, I'm here for this. <laughs> so, yeah. 
people will not be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, one is such a weird, like, it's not weird, but it is, though. Like, one is such a, you know, nothing really happens. It's setting it up, and anyone that watches this knows that. No one's turning on WandaVision that hasn't hasn't had some interest in Marvel. Well, yeah, that's my that's like, my point hey, though. What is this new Disney Plus show? Yeah, it's not like that. No, yeah. no, that's that's my point though. Is this this bangs heavily on the fact if, if you're not if you're not into the Marvel stuff, then you're never going to watch One Division. Well, yeah, you'll be. Yeah, so I mean, if, if you're watching episode one, you're watching episode three. Is it, you're going to get there no matter what? Uh, I mean, I would say that's probably not accurate from for a, a lot of people. I would uh, think if you're a Marvel average, person, you you should be in for this. I don't see how anybody who's not a Marvel person wouldn't stick it out. Yeah. Because again, though, like I said, they don't give you any reason to not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not wrong about that. I think the 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 length of the first see what happens in the end of the first episode or the second episode. I thought would happen in like the, the at the very least the end of the first episode or about ten to fifteen minutes in the first episode and it doesn't. And I was like, wow, that, that's a little weird. No, it don't. You gotta stop saying that because like no, it's true though. Sense. Because listen, they know what they're doing. They're they are doing everything that they do on purpose. No, I, I get that. I, I understand that. I understand that. But there's also a thing with you just sometimes lose people because you're not moving fast enough. And the Marvel Universe moves fast. Just, hold on, hold on. Just remember, though, like I said to Chris earlier, not moving fast enough is a very relative term here. These are 25-minute episodes. Even if you sat through the first five episodes, you haven't sat through Avengers Endgame in length. You haven't. Yeah. It's not. And and that's a good point because because if these were if these were um yeah they're not hour long episodes that are dragging out if these were Queen's Gambit episodes where they're forty five to, to to an hour of ten and episode one and everything that happens in episode one happens in forty five minutes okay I can see people checking out but it's it's twenty minutes it blows by all right Go all right on. I'm gonna give you guys the benefit of the doubt and say that isn't the case I haven't done any searching but I'm gonna do some searches tonight on and say and see if I can find on Reddit or just Google searches of does does WandaVision pick up like stuff like the, the people are obviously searching and wondering themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I mean, I'm, I'm a big story guy. So like, I'm all about sticking it out for the payoff because I know Marvel will deliver. That's the thing is Marvel is guaranteed to deliver what you want. It just sometimes might take some time to get there, but okay. Yeah. So that's WandaVision. We're going to take a look at that for the next weeks to come. Chris, you'll be caught up by next week as far as six episodes, right? I hope you hope so. I'm sure. I mean, I know you're busy. <laughs> I know you're busy working, kids. I get that, but you know, let's. I, I hope you do it because it's a it's a good discussion point. It's. I yeah. think you really like where they're going with it. I agree. Um, so far, I'm not completely sold, but like, I'm 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 in it. If it doesn't pick up by the end of the season, and like this is the far far as it gets, which is very not likely, then this I'm out. Be as but... far as it goes, anyway. It's true. It doesn't have to do anything. So that's that's very true. true. The next movie. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about some movies. Let's hop into because we want to keep theatrical stuff the main focus. Let's pa- let's let's hop into Palmer. All right. Um, <laughs> Palmer, Apple Plus, directed by Fisher Stevens, came out January 29th, so very recently, and it has Justin Timberlake, Ryder Allen, Alicia Wainwright, Juno Temple, and Hubie, Hubie Dubois. His mom, you remember his mom? That's that's her. Yeah. <laughs> June Squibb is Vivian. She's. Uh, I like her a lot. She's actually pretty, pretty good. Um, now, let's jump into Palmer. At least for my take, why I was so excited about Palmer is I I think this was a role that Justin Timberlake was right to take on. Um, sure. I think from the trailer, this movie looks like every bit of 
what I wanted it to be. Now, the actual movie, my overall take in, in Palmer is I like Palmer. I really enjoyed Palmer. It didn't go as far as I wanted it to go as far as given as, as far as the content, it didn't go as far as it could have gone. And I'm, I'm kind of upset about that. Um, but they played the safe road and there's still a fantastic story here. Um, so that's just my, my, my first 10 second impression. What are you guys' 10 second impression before we jump into it? You want to go first, Chris? No, you got it. Palmer's great. Loved it. <laughs> You're up, Chris. Uh, it, the movie was the movie's emotional. And it does a great job of bringing to light some very real issues that happen to some very real people. And it's, I think it's a smart, well-written movie, despite the faults it does have. And uh, key side note, you also didn't mention a very important character, which is Justin Timberlake's ass. And you definitely get to see it. Oh, yeah. Like more than once, too. Yeah, more, you know. Um, and, and you see some Juno Temple ass, too, if that matters to some, some people. I also which, forgot to mention the little kid rules. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right around. Yeah, he's awesome. How am I not supposed to listen when you're right here? <laughs> <laughs> Basically calls her an idiot without calling her an idiot. Yeah. 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 So Roger, why don't you get, take, take 10, 20 seconds and just what's the story in a nutshell? What's the trailer story? here? The real story of Palmer is Eddie Palmer is out of, prison after what 12 years 12 years, 12 years. should have been 17 i guess mm-hmm. let him out five years early good behavior good behavior does that for you um let him um get out and um come back home to somewhere in podunk louisiana i thought it looked like yorkville but it's fine yeah kind of <laughs> um and he ends up living with his grandmother trying to get his life back to normal uh that's the real short version of that and he ends up uh basically taking over Watching this little kid, not mm-hmm. just watching, caring completely, caring basically for this fostering, child, basically yeah. fostering him, yeah, yeah, and um, because of their mom and his mom's, you know, not a great mom, not a great person, period, and you know, a myriad of things happen, and they're it's their story together. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's very watchable. Movie. Yeah, it is. It um, is. Oh, it's, it's it's more than watchable. I don't want to say well, it's not watchable. Here, here's the thing, this movie, this movie happens in pieces. It does, which makes it very easy to it's watch. Paced very well. Yes, like it goes from piece to piece to piece, and you're like you're never, you they never dwell too long on anything. Because listen, this is the kind of movie that could have went the wrong way really quick. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody doing something stupid, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh no! But everything they do, it, it makes a fair point. Like. It's very good. Yeah, one, of, one of the things I really love about this movie is this movie is real. It like feels the, real. Yeah, that's what I'm that's, – Chris, you, you said it right off the bat is this movie feels real. And when you're talking mm-hmm. in your 10-second thing, this movie absolutely does – is a real scenario for a lot of people. And in today's world, in, to, in, in 2021 America even, when it's very unforgiving for things like that. It's, it's a very real story told. Cool. So the, there's a courtroom scene that happens in this, and it's very much what would happen in every single state in the situation sure. that you're in. And it's Absolutely. like, no matter what, no matter who's who's pleading for who, no matter how heartfelt things are going in either direction, that scene happens the the exact way in, in life, and it sucks in yes. this situation, and it happens every, every day. day. So it's yep it's it's real. <laughs> I mean you're you're not because in the courtroom it to Juno Temple and Palmer they both have outstanding like even if it's like a 10 second monologue both have heartbreak. She plays a great job. 
She does. And like, and, and, and like, even, and I didn't know me to cut you off, Grayson, but like in that scene and in other scenes, you can see the phases of like, of, of the junkie. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the junkie trying to get better, ready to get better, gets a little bit better, falls off, gets better, wants to get better. Like, it, it, and like she plays them very well. And it happens in just the, and it just falls off the way. Oh my sense. goodness. Those comments. Those conversations they have in the courtroom, where it's, for instance, that's that's Palmer's scene, because of the because of the way the camera. I mean, she gets her own little thing where where she is, she's talking to the judge and saying that you know she's a terrible mother, but she wants to get better and she swears she'll get better. But I mean, the judge can't go, the judge can't grant things off of swears and I promises and stuff like that. They have to act in the best interest of the kid all the time. And but you can tell that scene is Palmer's is Timberlake scene because when he gets his time to shine. He is front and center, which no one is ever front and center in a film. If you have not, never noticed, unless it's deathly important that you pay attention to what's going on front and center. And the way his he was, I mean, he was a second away from crying the end the entire time he was talking. I was crying because sure. I I could feel his character. Like it's it's completely completely normal. Like this movie is very emotional at times. It is, and, I was, and I was going to say there there's a conversation that. Oh my goodness! That Juno's character, um, her she Shelley has with her son near the end, and it just it broke my heart. But in in a good way, in a very emotional it's good way, right, though. Mm-hmm. But man, that is and and I got a Ryder Allen. He he's <laughs> kid rules. <laughs> he's awesome. Like this this little kid, he can he is going to be a serious player. He already is a serious player. Not going to be. Yeah. He is a serious player. I mean the, the the scene where he's talking to where he's, he's talking to his mom that, that same scene and and he has that single tear go down his face. I oh, mean, yeah, it's you, just, don't, you don't see that from your kid actors very often, so it's no. just it's it's impressive to see. And okay, so so this movie also doesn't waste any time with setting anything up. It just it starts immediately with Palmer on the bus ride home. Yep, and he's coming home to you know small town Louisiana. So let me ask you guys a question. Did you like? Would I immediately did? hook up with Shelly? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing um, that they they kind of played down for a while is what he's in prison for. They don't play it down. I'm sorry. They don't they don't allow you to see why he was in prison or yeah. what he got out of for a while until it mattered. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. There was no offhand dialogue. Be like, oh, I've been after twelve years. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Gonna knock over another bow, digger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's not there, and I, I really appreciated that. I did kind of feel bad, and it's something I don't want to spoil anything, but we didn't get closure for part of that, and I no, thought we were going yeah. to get that in that movie. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I think well, the same. We, we kind of did. You could say that that they didn't do it because that's not what matters in this movie. Well, no, it, that's the thing. By the top, by the end of it, though, I was like, they never went back to that, and it didn't, didn't matter. really matter. Yeah. But well, the, here's the thing: is they do go back to it. He does give. He does. Do a huge favor for Palmer. Um, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But I was gonna say, but it still is not. It's not as yeah, true. Um, but he, but even though that's not the closure, I was because I mean, I like the fact that they don't tell you why he's. That you kind of have to piece it together, and you you really have to watch the entire movie to understand really what happened with Palmer. Um, even in the explanation when he's talking to Maggie on her porch, they just just had dinner and they're just back there drinking beers. Is he's telling her his story. He still doesn't give all the fat. You still don't get all the facts, which I no, appreciate he too. He handles it maturely, though. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to be like, "This isn't what defines me." This one doesn't talk. Listen, I'll tell you what I did because you ask, and I'll tell respectfully. Like I don't really want to talk about it, 
Like I made some mistakes. It wasn't just me. I'm the one that went down for it. And that's all I want to say. Yeah. And that's, that's completely, listen, that's a really grown up thing to do when somebody gets, you know, ends up in prison at, you know, 22 or 23 years old and coming out at 34 or 35. Yeah. Um, things that you're like, your life's a lot different. You could be like, Oh, woe is me downward cycle and end up right back in prison. And it, you can see that he doesn't want to be that person. Yeah. And that's also why he got out five years early. Yep. So I, do and I, and I appreciate that. Cause I'm like, this is a perfect job for somebody who just got out of prison. Yeah. Well, but so like, and like, when I wasn't, as I'm watching this, I, I, you know, I even said it, I was like, like, he can't get a job. He's he's a convicted felon. There's yep. no way. It's and hard. then and then it comes up in the interview process. So it's like they at least they didn't like they make it real. They do mostly real. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they do. And like even though he would have never got that job, but you know, <laughs> well, it, it happens. And and the fact that they acknowledge it and then find a way to make it believable that it could happen. All right. Cool. Yeah. Like you know, I'm on board. They don't they don't make it wildly unbelievable. But yeah. no, he probably wouldn't have got that job. But <laughs> listen. It works. Yeah. They, yep. they make it work and it's okay. Yeah. I you agree. meet good people that way. You do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. no, I, I really appreciate it. Like Chris, again, you nailed it when you said this movie is, it, it's, it's a well-written smart script. It doesn't, you know, I mean, I, I don't, again, I got like peanut butter Falcon vibe from this when, how everything was, was doled out piecemeal. And if you've not seen that one, Chris, that one's a hell of a movie too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys can tell me, I watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I in the beginning, I, I can't stress enough how much I appreciate. It's kind of a cold open. He's just on the bus. Then he's at his grandmother's house. Then he meets this kid. And then, you know, all in the matter of like seven minutes. And then he goes to the grocery store. And then they're having dinner because the kid's mom left. And he's, you know, is he kind of thrown back in this world? And then I, I love, love, love. And it's, it's not meant to be a big deal. But I love when he's, his grandmother gives him money to go get some things. And she's like, where's the rest of my change? He's like, I gave you the change. And then she's down with yep. the change. He's like, count it. Yeah. No, and like, count but it like, now. I, I love it because that, at least what the screenwriter is telling you, that is telling the audience, let's not make a mistake of what this movie's about. Palmer is back and he wants to be legitimate. He's done with that kind of life. And like, so that sets you up for a different kind of experience, I think, then you're always thinking, well, is he going to fall? Is he going to relapse back? And, well, and you, I, I gotta appreciate I, that. I look at it from the side, you assume that he might fall back into it because he goes to hang out with the same shitty friends. Yeah. Yep. And listen, when you get arrested hanging out with shitty friends and you go back to hang out with shitty friends, you end up back in jail. Yeah. But so I think they also made a good point of letting you know that that mostly and most of his of his shitty friends aren't the same shitty people they probably were when he went to prison. No, a couple of them are. Well, as I said, mostly. <laughs> At least one is. At least one, yeah. But like, I think they do a good job of like making that known, and maybe that that's also a big factor in why he doesn't do the same shitty things and end up in the same shitty places afterwards. Maybe. Fair. I mean, I, I like that, and we don't ever get. It, it, he's never really. See, you know, these movies, Robin. I think you may have alluded to this earlier when you know we we could have seen him tempted to go back to that, and we never like he's a straight edge guy, and that's. And as as a writer, and, and you're committing your script to, right. I kind of like that. Let's be careful. He did kidnap a kid. Well, oh, yeah, but I mean, no, it, they went to get dinner, bro. String at Let me ask you a question, Roger. Your wife is a teacher, and she works in a school. Yes. What school would hire anyone with a as a convicted felon? Well, I, well, I mean, there there's a thing that most of them wouldn't. Here's, but the other thing is though. 
And he makes a very fair point. Now, I don't think that he would really have gotten this chance, but because the principal is also the local pastor of the church that he was attending with his grandmother, I could see that there there is no harm in giving him a chance. Because listen, the first chance to burn him, they'd have burned him, right? Yeah. And he never gave him a reason to. Well, I mean, I guess he probably did. It doesn't matter anyway. So, <laughs> well, you, I mean, I was he, very happy about that. Like, yeah. there wasn't a dumb scenario where like he ends up getting in trouble and losing yeah, his and then job. Fired. Well, but yeah. he, I thought that's where we we're. I, I, I did think. Well, I, I, I felt it was coming for a minute. Yep. I thought it was coming when, when, when he, when he grabbed that kid's arm in the schoolyard. I definitely thought that that was coming. But I mean, it doesn't go there. And I'm, it's, it's, it's as a. Rush. I agree with that, and it, it's it's kind of a commitment point from the beginning, telling you that no, 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 all the change is there. He's not going to get in trouble again, and like that's the kind of story you're getting into. Is I appreciate we didn't get the normal Hollywood story of oh he 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 relapses and then he, oh then and then then he finds redemption in this kid and oh now he's straight edge. Like that is so tried and that's played out. That I'm glad we didn't go down that road. Is what I'm saying. I, I really appreciate sure. that. And I think in 2021 it makes this movie a little better than it would have been otherwise is it, it does something different that movies like this don't often do let me ask you guys a question is there anything about palmer that you didn't like um because i don't have anything that i really didn't like not I, yeah as, as stated earlier i don't think it went far enough in some places um i don't think it went I, I'm, I'm, I'm an extreme guy. I, when I, when I'm, I'm writing my characters, I, I want them to go. I want to always take them to the extreme low or the extreme high. And by that, I mean the, the fight in the bar didn't go to where I wanted it to go. Um, when he goes in there and I think that was pretty perfect, honestly. Well, you learn two things in that bar that a, he didn't do it by himself and B he's got proof that he's I mean, Know that he didn't do it by himself. Well, you never, but you, but that scene told you that, cemented in your mind. No, no, okay. Well, not, not, not only did he have an accomplice, but that could that that, that accomplice is now a deputy. So, and he, we, we also find out that he has insurance on that guy too. That he's, he's like, if I go down again, boy, oh boy, you and I are sharing that same cell, buddy. So, I mean, he definitely has insurance on him, which I appreciate it. It just didn't go as far as. With the kid, it may not have gone that far, and that may have been a that may have been a creative decision early on. Is it didn't go very far with the kid, maybe because he's so young. The movie's like we can get our point across without going into the hate territory. No, but maybe, no, I, but maybe I'm alone in that. It gets pretty hateful there. <laughs> I I don't think I have too many. I don't think I have anything about this that I didn't that I didn't like either. It just the movie didn't leave room for ha- to have things that you didn't like. It was very. I felt like it was very honest and straightforward. Um, if anything, Junkie Mom wasn't jacked up enough, to be honest. The fact that she still has all of her teeth doesn't—that uh, was only I didn't—I didn't appreciate. Well, oh. so I, I think they kind of allude to it. If you like, there's a part like towards the end when she's at like peak Junkie, mm-hmm. like with the bags under her eyes. She's even got like the sores on her face. Yeah. Well, yeah. When she comes back for the kid is when it's like. You know, I feel like I feel like meth mouth should have been more of a thing at that point. But other than that, you know, that's my only thing I could even lodge. Everything else was just I don't know, done really well. Did, did yeah. you notice that? Um, did you notice that her piece of crap boyfriend was a uh, mayhem yes. from those? Yeah, from those yeah. all- <laughs> By yeah. the way, those commercials are amazing. He's I love that guy, Dennis. Oh, he's a he's Dennis from um 
what's that 30 rock her liz lemon's boyfriend that keeps screwing her over and she keeps going back to i just that guy but that guy too is good at what he does it's just he's also in the first two seasons of svu you made him fly (laughs) yeah yeah he's also good at what he does is like even though you you only you only saw him for first like what's a mullet (laughs) oh well (laughs) yeah that's dean winter i i really i really appreciated him too because he's he's underappreciated i think um, as, as even as like, even if people only know him as the mayhem guy from Allstate, he's still awesome as the mayhem guy. You know, that's the thing is, uh, as far as other things I didn't like, I think this movie could have been a, maybe 10 or 15 minutes longer. We don't often say that. And I think it could have used an yeah, extra 10 minutes. Well, I think the thing with that is it was paced so well, you expected more maybe. Um, I honestly think though, if you make this movie a little bit longer, you could have screwed it up. You couldn't make a scene go on too long. I just don't know where you go with more time with than like where we got. Because the movie kind of ends perfectly. I would have liked a little more at the actual end, though. Yeah. Okay. That's I, that That's I could fair. see yeah, yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. That, that being said, I was totally okay with the ending. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe like, like a five minute show of like where of like where they end a up. A bit farther down the road. Yeah. Sure. Something like that. I could have seen know, that. See the kid, you know, happy, you know, yeah. happy and stuff. Absolutely. Like yeah. I kind of, I kind of wanted of, the movie ended, kind of Disneyish for me, and I'm not, I don't like those endings. I talk about them all the time. I, I I like victory at a cost. I don't like, all the good guys win, all the bad guys lose. I'm not really a fan of that ending because it's very often not a real ending, in in in, in life. There's always something that didn't go well, but you may have come out on top, but something didn't go I mean, well. People for you. died. Mm-hmm. so not everybody not no, everybody but, i mean she didn't she she the one that died she didn't die of like being beaten to death she died of no, old she age died of death um no i, get I did appreciate listen there's something i appreciate so much as a little kid bringing them a beer at yeah. like 30 in the morning yep. you know i'm like this kid gets it <laughs> he gets it okay well okay there's one of my questions there there's one of my questions is in in, in that scene there's one, of, there's one of my questions. In that scene, when the kid brings him the beer, I, I don't think it would have – would it have mattered a whole lot? I think it would have added a little bit extra if the kid comes in, puts it down, and then opens it for him and walks away. Meaning showing you that even though Palmer's the adult, the kid is right now the one taking care of Palmer, which is where Palmer was in the beginning is trying to get his legs back. You know, He was the one – the kid was the one kind of taking care of Palmer for about 10, 10 minutes. And I kind of wanted him to open that beer for him a little bit. Now, nah, I like now, the way that it went. I, that's, that's, that's fair. Now, but let me ask you, does it add anything story-wise if he did open it or didn't? Like, does it add no, anything? I don't it adds anything. I think him bringing in the beer alone speaks enough because, again, this kid's seen this before. This is, you know, where Palmer starts out where he's, it's, it's a little rocky at first. For him, you know, he's 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 drunk. He doesn't want to get up for Sunday for Sunday school. You know what I mean? And like, you know, the kid brings him a beer first thing in the morning. This the kid lives in this world. You know what I mean? So I think I think you kind of get that if you think about it. People that have, people that have lived that life, they get what just happened there. Any idea how long how long mom was gone for? They're, they so like they don't they don't let you know about like how long time passes at any points in this movie. Well, I mean that could have so, been that could have been weeks or it could have been months. Well, so be here's the thing: but before he says anything to anybody, it has been two weeks. Yeah, right. That's before he even moves forward. Mm-hmm. And then the way I would like to think, I'm talking. We're talking like three months. Mom might have been gone. I think so right? More than, well, I, yeah, yeah, changing mm-hmm. things like that. So. 
Yeah. That's kind of how I felt it too. Is I didn't think it was a short time. But yeah, I was yeah. just like, dang. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a short amount of time. I thought it was months. You know, that's the whole thing. Is like I kind of agree with you when the when I don't. But does it in a movie like this? Now this, this this goes back to the pacing issue and whatever scene they may have cut could have shown how much. I, I don't. I don't think it hurts this movie narratively to not tell you how much time has passed. No, it's okay. I just I was just throwing it out there as like a hey, how long do you think she was gone? <laughs> um, I thought there. I no. Where uh, the hell was she? She was off with Jerry somewhere. I, mean, I get that. She was off like, with uh, Dennis. Or... Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those, you know. I I, I guess the, the biggest thing that's is very movie, real, though. That yeah, very very real. That's one of the things I love about this movie is, and I kind of, maybe it's just me wanting the, it's just me always kind of being an optimist with this kind of stuff is the last time we see the mother is with that speech in the end with her, with the question she's, she's, she's asking her son. And I kind of wanted, oh, well, just, okay, let me ask you this from a, from a, from a creativity point of view, does this movie benefit from a, from a, a 12 month flash forward or, or a 24 month flash forward? Or does no. it just find the way with the, the way that we leave it? I'm okay with it, but like I, like I'd mentioned a minute ago, like if I'd seen a little bit more at the end, I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah. But how it ends is completely fine for me. Agreed. Completely. Agreed. I think so. I mean, and you see where it's going from the get go with the with with Maggie the teacher. I mean, you see where it's going pretty quick. But I don't even mind. Like sometimes my one of my biggest criticisms is it's so predictable. But this one, I pretty much saw any story beat coming 20 minutes before it came, but I was okay with it. Maybe because I've seen the story so many times that I've just, you know, one of those things. How many, Roger, over, over, over the past 20 years, how many times have you seen a, this story or a story very similar? I mean, we're talking dozens, dozens and dozens, hundreds maybe. Yeah, but they're normally not this good. Well, yeah, that's that's the, the, the asterisk here is this is one that's well-written and it's well-thought. And I think the movie changes a little bit if you don't have someone like Justin Timberlake who looks like, I mean – Timberlake in this movie legit looks like he could beat the like shit out of you. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he could beat the crap out of you and not care and just walk away. You know what I mean? He looks the part, and that's, I think, huge. I mean, Which, he's been in prison for 12 years. He's coming out in good shape. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that right now. I, 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 I guess. What do you think you got to do in prison? <laughs> Work true. out, bro. That's very true. Um, prison muscles. That's a real thing. No, I, I I agree with you. And I also I'm, this this week I watched American History X, which is a, di- a very different kind of exactly. prison story, but awesome one none, none, nonetheless. Um, yeah, I'm. Let's just move to score this. This isn't because I, I mean we're 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 giving it accolades. I think more than it deserves. But how how awesome was his boss, by the way, Sibs? Uh, I think Sibs as a character is very good, and the parts where he plays is very impactful. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Much. But what he says matters, right? One of those things I didn't like, I kind of wanted Sibs to, that scene in the bar, I kind of wanted Sibs to do something, help him. I don't know. Nah, I liked how it played out. All right, that's fair. Um, well, let's, let's score it. I'll go first. I'll be glad to. I'll volunteer for this one. I think Palmer's a solid eight. Um, I don't think there's anybody who would watch this movie that won't at least enjoy it. Um, it is very emotional, um, especially if you ever dealt with somebody who has a drug problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it may hit close to home, like a little bit like Hillbilly Elegy. Um, that being said, I like this far more than that movie. Um, and the little kid, the little kid kills it, man. Mm-hmm. He kills it in this movie. 
I also hope, though, that this means we get some more Justin Timberlake doing more acting stuff. Because he used to, he was doing that a lot for a while and then kind of like scaled that back. But he's in this movie. He's very good at it. And I'd like to see him do more dramatic stuff. I think he's hilarious, though, when he does the, when he did the old um, Saturday Night Live stuff with Andy Samberg, like yeah. kicking the box. Like, that's quality <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Respect for things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give this movie an eight. Uh, I wanted to score it a seven for a little bit, and I'm like really bad. I wanted to give it a seven, and I wanted to lock in there, but it's it's better than a seven, right? Because it's, it, I mean, it's the acting's good in it. I can't complain about anything in this movie, and like like when you when you ask the question, you know, what don't we like? We I can't identify anything really, which means it's got to be above, you know, far <laughs> above far. So yeah, it, it it gets an eight for me as well for a lot of reasons. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go in a similar vein. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a solid seven. I think it's got room for improvement, but I'm very happy with the movie that we got. Uh, I love Justin Timber Timberlake. I think some of the things that might hold it back are maybe the lack of explaining some things, but in some aspects, it's a strength. In other aspects, I think we could have used a little more ex- of an explanation. But overall, I mean, seven, I think, is where this movie sits perfectly. But that's just, you know, I'm going to give it a seven, solid seven. No. Moving on. That's pretty good, though, for us. <laughs> We're, yeah. Watch this movie. It's good. I was very happy to watch this movie. I, I realized about 15 minutes in, I'm like, I'm here for this. Yeah. Go get a yeah. free trial of Apple TV if you don't have one. Watch this movie and then cancel it. Yeah. Of I course. Get 30 days. Or buy an iPhone. You get it free for like a year. That's true. Or an iPad. That's very true. Now let's jump into... Uh, before we get into little, little things, I wanted to break up the movie reviews with... Let's talk for just five minutes about <laughs> some Golden Globe nominations. And Roger, you're very happy about one. I thought you were going to bring up a tweet we were going to talk about. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. We're not talking about that. But you got me all excited. (laughs) Let's talk about some Golden Globe nominations with Uh, Palm Springs on Hulu. What's up? What's up? It won't win, though, but I love that it got nominated. Yep. Uh, I got to say, Rogers Wilfling, uh, that's a good thing for Rogers. So best picture for drama. I just want to go over a few categories because after a while, I don't think anyone really cares that much. But best uh, picture. It's also nominated for a bunch of stuff too. I agree. That's a, I mean, I just, I love it. Love Ted Lasso. Best motion picture drama. The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of Chicago 7. All up for the Golden Globes best picture drama. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day, The United States vs. Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand, Nomadland. Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Now, of all those that we've seen, very deserving. I, I, I'd have a tough time choosing between the three that we've seen. Uh, we have, we, we haven't, I haven't watched Nomadland. All right. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Tahar Rahim in The Mauritanian, which we will see in weeks to come. Now, here's Roger's favorite category. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Borat, subsequent movie film. I don't know why that's even nominated. but Why, are, why is comedy and musical lumped together? Because they won't let them win best picture overall. That's legitimately why they do that. Got it. Okay. Hamilton, which is this is a nomination I don't agree with. I'm okay with that. I mean, um, listen, I Hamilton is pretty darn good. Yeah, I wasn't a fan though. 
but that's personal. Music, whose trailer we talked about last week, Palm Springs, a movie that Roger made happen by his own positive thinking. I love it. I love it. I expect a reach out from Andy Sandberg. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I expect him to send a, a victory 12 pack of beer to Roger overnighted. Something. Um, and then, it's right. Uh, the, and the prom. The best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Mariah Bacalvia, Borat, subsequent movie film. Kate Hudson in music, Michelle Pfeiffer, French Exit, Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot, Anna Taylor-Joy, Emma. There's only, there's only a few more things I want to cover. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical comedy, Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat, James Corden, The Prom, Lynn manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Dev Patel in The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg, second nomination for Palm Springs. Awesome. Best motion picture animated. Here's the one I think is going to be very divisive for us. Um, the Croods, A New Age, that's DreamWorks. Onward, that's Pixar. Over the Moon is Netflix. Soul, obviously Walt Disney, Pixar. And Wolf Walkers, it's an Apple original. And that's one that we're going to – that's one we're going to cover. It's, Wolf Walkers is getting like 97s across the board on, on all the rating sites. Yeah, we got to check that one out. Um, and so those are the ones I wanted to just talk about. Now we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole, a whole episode on the golden globes, which golden globes actually late this, 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 this year. Everything's pushed back. a little Yeah. Bit, so. I mean, the, the Oscars is until April 25th. My wow. God, that's, that's the latest it's ever been. Uh, but those, I'm sure those will be a big deal. I'm actually pretty mad at the, at the golden globes. I mean, I, I love that 20 or last year, um, 1917 was very deserving in one, and then 1917 won nothing in the Oscars, which I can't. That that was the final straw for me for for the Oscars. I you you guys mean nothing to me that you didn't give 1917 more things because it was deserving of a lot of those categories. This is why I'm so angry. It means so much to you. You're a dirty liar. What means so much? The the, the Oscars. Yep. I used to live or die by the Oscars. Whatever's what whatever they said, I was like, nope, that's 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 the one until group think until. 2006 until um until the departed and blood diamond blood diamond is absolutely the better movie of those two and it lost it didn't even get nominated for best picture but the departed won what the hell i hate that i hate that debate because there's not a debate to me but all right <laughs> sorry I get, I get so mad when i talk about these things now okay. let's, I, I'm, I'm okay let's jump into the little things directed by john lee hancock whose work i've been enjoying a lot more these days it came out on January 29th on HBO Max streaming service for 30 days and theatrically. So if you have HBO Max, you can see, you can watch it on, on your home and your couch for 30 days. After that, you got to go to the theater. Denzel Washington, Remy Malek, Jared Leto. It's he, a pretty good cast. Yeah, yeah. Right, right off the bat, that's that's nothing to scoff at. Those are all three of them Oscar winners, right? Is Jared Leto on Oscar yep, winners? Yes, they all, yeah, they all yeah. are. Yes. Um, Let's jump into it, Roger. Give give us your what's the give us the, the trailer pitch for the story. Uh, early nineties crime drama. Girls missing, gotta go find them. Jared Leto's a scumbag. <laughs> he is he is absolutely the creepiest guy on the planet in this movie. He walks funny. In this. Well, he's the creepiest guy in the world. Period. You ever True. Hear, like he's he's a wacko, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He's, I, I'm not sure. His walk, though. You're oh, right. he is. He's, he's got a swagger. 
If you want to call it swagger, that's fine. What but else do you call it? It's not that, but it's weird. It's unique, though. You ain't wrong. He looks like a, but he looks like a fat guy swagger. Yeah, you know well, he's like, like a guy with a fat gut. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how long did he go to that strip club? Many hours. <laughs> well, you know he's eating the wings. Yeah. You know and look, look, look. How starts up in the middle of the afternoon. And how how greasy is how greasy is his hair too, man? Like, Dude, he doesn't I shower. Bet he smells weird. Mm-hmm. He for sure smells weird. <laughs> All right, back to the back to the yeah, right. All right, so this is what I like about this is where this movie is where a guy like Denzel shines because Denzel is he is by far and away one of the best actors alive. I I, I won't hear any any, any arguments against that. Um, you won't hear many people that will disagree with you. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone be like, nope, he's terrible. But he is a kind of a he's a cop that kind of fell from grace and working this case to death, and then he had a heart attack. His wife left him, and then he was transferred to another a smaller precinct. Um, but a lot of guys think that he did not make the right. A lot of guys think there was some foul play there. A lot of you know people don't really at in this movie where he's picking up evidence from his old precinct, they don't even really respect him. You know, other officers quit on him. Uh, yeah, other officers kind of talking down to him. His his, his old CO like. What are you doing here? His partner. That dude was his yeah. partner. Yep. It's like it's, well, it's, so I, 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 you once once some information gets your way, you understand exactly why why that guy doesn't a doesn't like him and doesn't want him around, and it's nothing to do has actually nothing to do with him as the man. And I think that it was actually acted pretty well, and I liked that reveal later on. It was, it, I think it was. Oh yeah, that was good. Good writing decision. Was, yeah. Okay. Well, because like it, it's kind of the same thing that we just saw in Palmer, where like. You know, you got something that you're looking at that reminds you of something terrible, just like Palmer's friends, and you don't want that thing to be there. You want it gone. You don't. You don't want to deal with that. And I don't know. I think it was well written and pretty good, well executed too. Because then it's it, all of a sudden light bulbs go off. Like, oh, all right. Well, see, that's that's the thing. I just I I think the movie in in the last in the last twenty minutes, the the move whatever momentum the movie had, it just completely lost it. Um, to to me, it's just like that's the ending to this. This movie you put tons of money into and have Denzel yeah, with that too. I don't want to spoil the ending and we're no, 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 and I'm not going to spoil it. Um, listen, the ending was not what I expected to happen, but the longer I'm away from it, you know, because I watched it almost a week ago now, I'm here for it. Yeah, because it makes a lot of sense. Well, you see, I I love the I ambiguity. Why, not I can the, see why people wouldn't like it. Yeah, I like the ambiguity, not of not not of good and bad, but well, not of. Leto's ambiguity. There's no like, and this is very seven ish, especially where like where the movie ends. Like it's very seven ish, kind of in a desert. Yeah, true. But I mean, I think that's just because of like of the setting of the movie that you kind of get, you know, that like where like where they are and 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 the villain. I mean, and Leto is he's he's in many scenes he's very much like. I mean, his character is doing very similar things to Space's character to Space's character in Seven. That's just. I mean, you know, there's. They're, you know, it's very similar to like movies like Kiss the Girls and all these movies that like are about a heinous crimes against women, which I, I mean, I find them interesting because they all have different, in the ending, you, they all have different reasons for doing it. And it, I find those interesting. But one thing here that, now let me ask you this, just as a basic question, something I've been wondering now for days. Leto's character, him as, as Albert Sparma, which ter- T- terrible name, worst name ever. Mm. Yeah, terrible. I mean, look, is it worse than Cade Yeager? Maybe. I mean, wow. I mean, hey, listen, it's in the ballpark of bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's awesome because Albert Sparma has got to be one of the worst names ever. Um, let's talk about him and Remy Malik. Give me, give me your thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on, on, on the stand. Their performances go. I just need five seconds from each of you. Who, Leto and Malik? Yeah. I mean, they're they're fine. They're, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I, I, I actually kind of liked Remy Malik's like character arc. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I like I, I like his character more than like, all right. Me and this dude get along real well. Yeah. And yeah, I was I'm here for that. Like I was fine. And uh, I mean, Jared Leto's a scumbag. Yeah, plays it well. Yeah, he's good at it. it I, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I really I really dug Malik's character a lot too. As he's the guy that's replacing Denzel's Joe Deke Deacon. Um, and kind of, I like these kind of what, you know, it's, it is the seven thing where you have um, Morgan Freeman was Somerset, the older, more experienced cop who's been through it. And then Brad Pitt's the young. There is that in this movie where Denzel is being, he's the guy with gravitas and Remy Malik is the guy replacing him, but is really having a hard time between good and evil. And, you know, if you're going to sure. step, if you're going to step over the line to convict someone that you're pretty sure is evil, how evil does that make you? And if you're pretty sure, are you 100 percent sure, or are you? You know, that's why I love this movie. Everything is ambiguous. Everything is ambiguous. You know, not you never ever can get a conclusive ending on is Albert Sparma bad? Is Jim Baxter good? Like you never get any conclusive ending to any of this. Yeah, and that's okay though. I'm I'm okay with that. I yeah, disagree that's, with you. Really? I don't agree with that. I hate yeah. ambiguity in movies like this. Well. I think now I'm listen. I'm not here for it in a lot of movies. I'm okay with it in this movie in particular. Yeah. Well, it's not okay. So it's not because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. yeah. It's not because of what goes down in the desert. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's what goes down afterwards. Okay. That makes it for me because, yeah, you don't really know, but I have this feeling that I really kind of do know. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, like, because it works in the story and it works for me now. I have no problem with people that do not like the ending of this movie. Um, I don't like some of the buildup to this to the end of this movie. Okay. I think we get too long scenes of people driving in a car, yeah, flashing back and forth between that. one car well, and another. That, well, you see, that's the. I mean, it's you got that eerie ass music playing, which no, it, I, it, I understand why I didn't need five minutes of it. No, okay, I get that. I, that much I get, but there's, 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 there's also terrible police decisions made in this movie. <laughs> terrible police decisions. They were awful. They were never. I mean, but it's a movie. That's the thing. Um, do you? Uh, so this is where the theater experience is different from your home experience because most people are not going to watch this movie with a very dark living room to simulate a theater experience. I'm sure some people will, and I mean, I mean, I'm sure that percentage is pretty is higher than I think it is. But so when they're doing the driving, cutting back and forth between Denzel's character who pretty much knows what's going on before Remy Malik's character, who's in the car with the, with the bad guy. I mean, there's cross-cutting going on, and it's building tension very slowly with this eerie-ass music. That does more to you as an experience in the theater where it's dark and you're getting the sound, where the eerie music is all around you, rather than in your living room. Now, I'm, and again, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to you straight up. I'd be more pissed off if, if I'd seen it in the movie theater. I'd been like, why is this still going? No, I did. I mean... I think this movie was a lot better. I'm going to give it a better score than I probably would have given it sitting on my couch because I was in a movie theater. That's my best my point, though, is this movie is made to be watched in the theater. 
<clears throat> at, at, at least the first time, you know, subsequent viewings, whatever, but at least the first time. Um, uh, so let's, I don't want to talk about the ending, but it's, I was also disappointed. <laughs> I was also disappointed in the ending of Roger, what exactly what you, what you said, you kind of have a decent buildup and then it's just nothing. I'm like, what is that? So I I, I want to post something without spoiling it. Do you think this is a more real ending than a lot of Hollywood movies are? Like something like this absolutely could have went down this way. Yes. Like, and so that, well, that's how I look at it. Right. Like they don't glorify anything. There's no hero here. Um, Stuff happens, you know, and you guys, whoever watches this, you understand what I mean without spoiling it. And I look at it going, I could see in the early, like, 1990, something like that absolutely could have went down exactly how it went down. And whether you love it or you hate it or you're somewhere in the middle, it's a very real possibility. I mean, that's fair. So, like, my the, my biggest problem with this and the way this movie ends up, because I do have a problem with it, is that this movie has such a good cat and mouse game yes. the entire time, and then they ruin that. Well, yeah, it, it has a great cat and mouse game until it doesn't have a great cat and mouse exactly and, and then and we like, just get terrible police decisions well yeah and it's like it's just it's just it's actually deflating like you know there's this there's this game being played and this game comes to a climax a very te- a very tense tension built one and then it just abruptly goes away <laughs> yep well, <laughs> chris, yeah chris you just said wow. the best there 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 is a good cat and mouse game set up here um, there, it is a really well set up game, and it's done really well. Um, but it, you're 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 right; it does kind of lose it as you go through. But one of the scenes I thought was actually one of the most menacing scenes takes place in broad daylight when he's when they're going back and forth on the highway. I thought that was creepy as hell because the guy's yeah, yeah, yep. He's very familiar with highway exits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but like it was creepy though. Like even though it was, you know, the, nothing in the movie was. It wasn't dark. It wasn't a night. No one's being chased. It was even. It was so creepy, and it was creepier than how the movie opens with that with that girl in the car being being chased by, being chased by the by by the unidentified car behind her. Like that was pretty heart pounding. But I still thought it was not as menacing as the scene later because that guy had. Denzel's number, man. He had, I mean, he knew he was one step ahead of him every time. And that's scarier for a good guy because you don't quite know what this guy's capable of at that point. Bad guys were the best bad guys. Mm -hmm. I think so. So what did you guys, besides the bad police decisions, what did you not like about this one? I have a list of things. I think that's why I'm hurt. I'm so hurt by this movie because I liked this movie. I like most of this movie. Yeah, like like this movie is good. I, I like mean, the, I like his review. I like Deacon's review. Yeah, that was good for that. Yeah, uh, real unexpected good for that, actually, too. Yes, which unexpected. was nice. I like that Deacon. You know, lets it weigh heavy, and he's trying to get the young guy to not let it bring yeah. him down because, like, he's he knows the road that what it will do to you mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, because listen, he's broken. He's messed up. Oh, yeah. I get it. You know, he almost died. His wife left him. He quit his job to go back to the bottom somewhere else. Yeah. He never got back off the bottom. So, I mean, I, I get it. But there are some things, like, I think this movie's paced weird. Um, it it and, is. You're not wrong. There are some times where it's flying by, and there's other times I'm like, what's happening here? Why are we here? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing with this dog in the beginning. Like, yeah. what's that about? <laughs> I don't even know. 
Yeah. And then for him to come back down, well, where you been? <laughs> like, he's how long was he gone? Just to make him likable, you know what I mean? Sure. You know, look, look, the dogs like him. He's a good guy. Ah. Dogs. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, you could use that as, okay, without being spoilery, think of when he leaves a dog in the beginning, he's just a guy who's giving a stray dog food. Like, I mean, you got to be a good guy to do that, right? I mean, uh, he's not the guy in what the marksman yeah, who just shot the dog. But then he's in the. But then think think what happens in the last thirty seconds. What you learn. I mean, what you've probably had a pretty good idea of what how of where an item came from, Um, and then what you learn is so. I'm okay with that too. You know, there's completely okay with it. There's a whole discussion of the 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 the, the whole no angels things means sometimes you might have to do a little bad to, to to do a greater good. Well, and so like, and that's and, the cop mentality, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and, well, and here's my problem with the ambi- you know the ambiguity again. This is where I, on a movie like this, it's okay. I'm okay with just the smallest tidbit that the audience gets to know that the characters don't. Yeah. You and know I, what I mean? That's why I was okay with. I, well, but I think I think that fixes everything with you know with my problems with it is just t- just confirm or deny what has happened, please. And let me know, but without letting the characters know, because then you, you you have a layer as a viewer of knowing and seeing how they uh, how how it plays out, and you know and see where the characters go and if if they do the things to to bookend their story. But we don't get that, so I'm irritated. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you're wrong about it because I, uh, Jim Baxter, Remy Malik's character, does kind of get book. He's able to close the book. I mean, with a clean conscience, but I mean, yes. but it's it's through ambiguity of another character. You know that that's what I love about this movie is every decision made is there's another there's a there's a scale somewhere that's tipped of if it, every decision made an, another decision gets uprooted in your mind of well shit now what about I, you know? I don't want to spoil anything, but like my no, problem isn't, isn't in in the way this ends for two of the characters. It's the it's what we know about the, about a third. You know what I mean? Like, there's no full explanation given, or at least something to let us know. And I hate that. <laughs> I mean, I can I, understand. I can understand. It's that. just personal for that. me. I know it doesn't matter, but man. I get that. I, I I can I can very much understand that actually. Eats at me. And I don't usually, like, I'm I, the one. I don't, that, I don't like ambiguity. I don't like. I don't. Yeah. That movie. What the Nolan movie with the top uh, Inception? That made me crazy for weeks. You don't have <laughs> any idea. And then. And then I actually got to—I actually got to talk to Nolan about that ending when I worked on Dark Knight Rises. So I mean, that's a—that's a different thing. But I mean, I got clarity. But for for, for years, it bugged me. It just—I couldn't. I just, sometimes I couldn't sleep because I'd think about that goddamn ending. But anyway, go <laughs> so on. Another thing that I don't like is I don't like that he loses his cool in the in the interrogation room. I—I under- I think I, it was on purpose. No, that 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 was definitely on purpose. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he loses his cool with that on purpose. I, I I think it got to him. I think it's I think it's a good character moment. Don't get me wrong, how broken he was from this case to begin with, and it just it gets it, it got to him. I don't think he breaks on purpose. It doesn't serve them at all. And nothing happened. And no, no, nothing takes him. You know, it doesn't take him in any direction. You know, I, I I I can't recall what happens directly after that, but I'm pretty sure when I watched it, I was well aware that it was on. He, he did it on purpose so he could. Yeah, but maybe I'm, I'll have to rewatch that again. Maybe I'll rewatch that, that in the weeks to come. Uh, I'll have a different viewing experience from my living room than I did in the, in the theater. But 
Um, you went to the theater for this? I did. I every if I can watch it in the theater, I do, and I'm I'm very excited for. They're, they're, they're talking about opening Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday instead of just Friday, Saturday, Sunday here. See, I would probably go to our movie theater more. If, if it was open more. Just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep, same. And I mean, well, because, like, I get random days off through the week. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to the movies. They, they, they have some movies at AMC that, um, that are I didn't get to see in the theater. Like Back to the Future, I didn't get to see any of those in the theater. I would love to see those in the theater. You know what I mean? So I'm going to watch these movies I haven't seen in the theater, and I, I, I'm really digging it, but it t- takes time. It definitely takes time, but anyway, back to the movie. Let's, before we wrap this up, let's let's a few more talking points of. So you got the whole seven thing, the whole ambiguity thing, the whole you know, not there. There was no what's in the box, but like there was like I mean there there, there was that moment, but not the whiny version. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, in the overall, you know, in the overall arc of all the serial killer movies that we've seen you know even like zodiac or seven or kiss the girls or any of the any number of them that have been pretty good over the years and think back to like any like 2000 and up do you think this one sits among the top half in the in, in the better ones mm, I'm, see, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm not sure not. i'm not sure that it does and that's why i mean it's a it. very serviceable movie i mean that being said some of those are some great detective movies you know, like that's pretty high praise to say that they would be up there. I don't. I just don't think it is. So, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. And yeah, I, I, I didn't dislike this movie either. I want. I want to premise that too. No, I didn't dislike it either. I just think it was just there was so much about this movie that, like, I now what I was getting to earlier, Leto's performance. It's this may be completely instructional, and that's what the director wanted of him. But it's just to me, it was just there was over the top, and then there was. Albert Sparma. And I think he was just so over the top with it that it just it distracted me from the movie at times because he's just acting ridiculous. What about his character speaks over the top? No. Every, yeah. Everything about I think everything about his character was over the top. And again, I don't know whose decision that was. I don't know if it was Leto's decision or if it was the director's decision. I I would imagine it was Leto's decision because the director, John Lee Hancock, though he's a very good director and has some very good moves under his belt, I still don't think would have if Leto wanted to do something, he'd have been like, all right, man, do your thing. As long as it's in the character purview, yeah. you're fine. Here's the thing. Jared Leto can do whatever Jared Leto wants to do. That's my but, point, though. Is is Was this a Jared? Do you guys think this was a Jared decision to, to, to play it like that? Or it was a creative directorial decision? I don't, I don't have a problem with Jared Leto's performance in this at all, except for the fact that he says the word poop more than once. <laughs> poop. He, 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 he really does. Poop. <laughs> So, other than that, I think his acting is fine. I think he did a great job. I don't think it's over the top at all. I don't agree with that. I don't know why I thought that. I just do. I just, I, 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 I can see there being an issue with like having an issue with the way he performed. I just think over the top is the wrong way to put it. I, th- I think that that's the only thing. It's just, it's just the wrong term to use. He didn't. There was nothing over the top about it. It wasn't in your face at all. It wasn't, you know, you know, it wasn't distracting in the way he was performing because it was too much. If anything, it was just weird <laughs> yeah he's a weirdo he does weird things like well that's weirdos. the thing it's like it, it, poop. To, to me it's like it, it's it's um captain jack sparrow after one or two moves you're like okay this is getting old very fast well, that's over the top though <laughs> the, the, i thought i thought this was the same over the top i mean that's what i thought of is jack sparrow when i watch this movie is he didn't have jazz hands no no okay you're 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 taking what i'm saying way too literally <laughs> 
Um, all right. So anything else you guys want to say before we, we, we move to rate this? Nope. Let's score it up. All right. Um, I'm going to go first yeah, go because, first. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go, go first in this one. I'm going to give this – this movie to me is a straight five. I can absolutely recommend this movie, uh, but I don't think it's one of Denzel's better ones. I don't think it's one of John Lee Hancock's better ones. I don't even think it's a, a detective murder movie. Who I don't. It's one of those better ones. I just think it's it's a good way to kill a night. It's a good way to kill an evening if you have you know dinner and you want to watch a movie, a, a decent movie. But that's I cannot give it above a five, and that's where I'm sitting with it. You want to go or you want me to go? You go. All right. Relax. So I'm going to actually probably give a little bit higher score than him. I'm going to give it a six. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this movie was very watchable. Uh, I did get a little bit bored with uh, some of the back and forth, you know, towards the end of it, um, because I thought this movie was great for like three quarters. And then the ending is it's different. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily bad. There are going to be some people that don't like it. And that's OK. You don't have to like it. But this, I understand what they were trying to do. And uh, I'm okay with it. I, I think I'd probably recommend for most of these people to watch it, especially because it is available on HBO Max as well. Uh, there's no reason to not watch it. Mm-hmm. So. I got you. So this movie looks a lot like my stock portfolio currently. Mm-hmm. It was on its way to a hard trending down, on a way to its to a hard seven or eight, and then it plummets down to a five point five because I cannot stand the way this thing I ends up. That's oh that feels, man, feels weird. It was it was it was it was going to the moon. And then all of a sudden, it just it just crashes back down to earth for oh, me. You, you, so you 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 guys can get on the get in on the GameStop. No, oh, that has nothing to no, do with GameStop. <laughs> I just, that happened recently where that, that that made Reddit users like millionaires. Oh, anyway, so, so, well, yeah, so. anyway, go on. Sorry, Chris. What more explanation of why a five point five? No, that's it. it. This movie is so strong, so early, and it had me, and then it just it just tanks for me. It just it. Leaves a really bad taste in my mouth as a movie. I, so. I do, and I, there's a lot I want to say, but that's our show isn't spoiler. I mean, we we don't do the whole after the you know after the show ends. You know, stay tuned if you we don't we don't we don't do that anymore. But there's a lot of the, about this ending that really pisses me off. <laughs> like, that's the reason I just it a five is all this deserves because it is like The Watchmen. It is one of the most disappointing endings I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, fantastic acting. I love Denzel. He's one of my favorites, you know, for a lot of reasons. Jared Leto's great. You know, the other guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's, he, I, I think he's going to do some cool things. But this movie just bombs for me at the end. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that's <laughs> that's the way I feel too. So, yep. um, all right. So, I wanted to, before I start the end of the show, we did... I, I'm preparing a tribute next week for Christopher Plummer and for Hal Holbrook, two actors that I, I really enjoyed watching. Um, I'm, you know, just to talk about some movies they've been in and, and you know how things have how things have um, swayed me when I when I heard about that. I really took it hard with Christopher Plummer when I heard about Christopher Plummer. Um, I really that really kind of knocked the wind out of me for for like half of a work day. Um, that really kind of just took me. So, what I want to prepare and a nice little ten minute tribute for them next week. So, stay tuned for that next week. Um, Roger and Chris, if you want to look up some of the movies from Hal Holbrook and um, Christopher Plummer that you really enjoy, then you know you, you can certainly add to what I'm to what I want to say. They they deserve it. So certainly, if you want to do that, then you're more than welcome. But other than that, this has been episode 212 of For the Love of Cinema. 
Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice on the following five, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pot. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Ball. Don't forget to check out the show on Facebook. Always posting things there. And on YouTube as well. Check out some of our videos. And next week, we're going to be, we're going to be looking up the Locked Up, HBO Max, and Mank from Netflix. Mank. Mank. Rod, you want to, you want to make it? You want to make You're it real? You're a wank. What's in the box?